Hi, and thanks for tuning in to Speak Up, Speech Pathology Australia's podcast. Each week, we feature an interesting, thought-provoking and clinically relevant conversation to enhance your speech pathology practice. Let's hear from this week's contributors. Hi, and welcome to Speak Up. My name is Nadia, and I'm joining you today from the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Today's episode is a little bit different. We're going to be talking about the Communication Hub, which is a project that Speech Pathology Australia has been working on for quite some time now. Our interview is in two parts. So to start with, we're going to be talking to Nicola and Ria, who have been involved in implementing the Communication Hub project. And then we'll speak to Lisa, who is a consumer of speech pathology services and was also involved in that project. The first person that we're talking today is SPAR's Nicola Harris, who is the Manager of Professional Practice. Hi, Nicola. Hi, Nadia. Thanks for having us. Um, Nadia, I'm uh, sitting today in Melbourne on the lands of the Boon Wurrung and Wurundjeri people. So thanks for having us. Thanks, Nicola. And we are also joined by Ria Ferris, who is the most recent project manager for the Communication Hub. Hi, Ria. Hi, Nadia. Thanks for that introduction. I'm joining from Wajak Nungabuja in beautiful Borley, Perth today. Fabulous. All right. Well, I think it'd be great to just start talking a little bit about how this project started and some of the background of it. Nicola, could you start us out with that? Sure, Nadia. Um, so a few years ago, uh, in 2019, um, Speech Pathology Australia and Agoski um, applied for an ILC grant to, um, and the grant was around developing supports for people with a communication disability. So we uh, applied and we were successful in getting a grant, um, at which we started uh, work on the development of a website to address all of that in at uh, the start of 2020. So it feels like a little while ago now as we're into 2023, but we're hoping um, that we'll be launching um, the website shortly. It's very exciting. Can you give us a bit of a background about what we can be ex- expect to see on the communication hub? What information is there? Who is it for? Look, the, the, the main aim of the website is to assist the very diverse group of people who have communication difficulties, um, along with their families and communication partners and, and the wider community more generally, to understand the importance of communication in everyday life. So that was our overarching kind of aim to be able to do that with this website. Yeah, fantastic. Ria, can you tell us some of the people who might be interested in using this website? Absolutely, yeah. So Nicola's already mentioned a few of the groups who we hope will be using this website quite a lot. And particularly, we are hoping this website will be useful for people who are quite early in their journey. Maybe they've recently um, had a change in their communication or they've had a recent diagnosis, um, either for themselves or a loved one. Um, And we hope the information on this website is really helpful for people um, at that point in their journey who are just wanting to find out more information and understand next steps. We also hope the website will be quite useful for people who are working with um, that group. So health professionals, speech pathologists, maybe doctors and teachers, um, and maybe also helpful for academics. So um, people who are training those health professionals and people who are early in their career in that space and hoping to learn more and just want a good resource that they might be able to reference. It sounds like it would be really helpful for a lot of people. Nicola, can you tell me a little bit about who was involved in the development of this website? 
Yes, so we were we were very pleased that um, that uh, that Agoski were able to partner with the association, so mm. um, and support some of the work that we've been doing. But along with um, that and and staff from um, Speech Pathology Australia's national office, we've had an advisory group. Um, we've also had um, a project managers. Now, Rhea is our, our most recent project manager. We've had several project managers contributing to the pro uh, to the development of the website over the last few years. Um, we've also had some content matter experts um, around some of the content that we've been producing. We've had a fabulous um, content writer, Regina Walsh, who's uh, who's really kept us on track with getting all the content together. Um, and also, um, we've developed quite a number of fact sheets around specific areas from some fabulous um, speech pathologists and people with lived experience of communication disability. Um, and we've had a copy editor also come in and have a look at that content to make it sure that it's very accessible um, and it's written in a way that um, that's be able to be easily understood by everybody as well. Um, and look, and certainly we've had some fabulous, um, we, we'll talk, probably talk about that in a bit more detail, but some fabulous videos that we've produced um, with, about, with and um, about people with communication disability um, and people who've got very much lived experience of that. Um, so we've been very um, fortunate that people have given up their time to, to tell us their stories um, on the website and share their information about the impact that that's had on, on everything that they do in everyday life. Scope has been a big supporter um, as well, um, mm -hmm. as well as some um, fabulous Speech Pathology Australia members as well. Fantastic. Um, one of the things that I'm thinking a little bit about here that, that might be relevant is I'm imagining that you've got quite a few people that are NDIS participants involved in, in this um, project and, and potentially involved in the production of the website as well. Is there information around how you can help advocate for funding within the NDIS on the website, um, Ria? Yeah, we've um, tried to design the website so that there's quite a lot of helpful information that people can use to um, collect together for written evidence as part of an NDIS application. Um, so first and foremost, we have outlined the importance of communication as a human right. Um, so that people can feel like they have a strong foundation for advocating for support to um, access funding for their communication needs. Um, and from there, the site does um, explain in quite a lot of detail um, how communication difficulties and disabilities might present, how they might impact different people in different ways and how that might um, uh, how people might want uh, different supports to live a good life essentially so one communication experience is never the same for every person and so the website does explain in lots of detail lots of different impacts that communication difficulties can have and we hope that people can use that for their applications. We do have a few sections of the website um, that are specifically about NDIS so people can also go straight to those areas as well and read a little more. I'm sure that's going to be really helpful for a lot of people. Um, you've mentioned a little bit about being able to self-advocate and be able to use that information to help with funding. What about other kinds of advocacy, being able to talk to your family and friends about communication difficulties that you're having? Is that something that you've thought about within the Communication Hub's development? Yeah, Nicola's mentioned a few of the resources mm. that we already have. So um, we've written and designed those resources to be um, hopefully very accessible for everyone in the community. Um, and so some of that is uh, we've 
got these wonderful fact sheets that we've developed um, that will be easily um, accessed, downloaded, shared, emailed around. But I think the shining um, gem really is the lived experience stories. We've been so fortunate that people have shared those with us. Some of those are in video format, some of those are just written stories with photos, but give a really lovely explanation of lived experience and what it means to live with communication difficulty or disability. Um, and also what it means to live a good life with dif with mm. communication difficulties. Um, so we hope people can use those and share those with the people that they love to help explain their situation. Yeah, that representation is so important for people to be able to see themselves in situations that perhaps they're striving for. I think that's a lovely touch of all of this. Um, Nicola, can you talk us through the evaluation piece of the website? What process did you go to, through to ensure that the information was accessible? Yeah, look, certainly, Nadia, that was a, a very big piece um, of the work that we conducted last year. We okay. wanted to make sure that that um, the website certainly um, met the needs of the people we were designing it for. So we, we had a consultant come in and specifically um, go through a very structured process about getting feedback from different people who would be using the website from, from consumers. Um, we went back to the um, Association's Aboriginal and Torres Strait Island Advisory Group um, and we either conducted surveys um, with, with people or we did some one-on-one -on -one interviews as well and really looked at very much the accessibility component, but also the content and where we're hitting the mark as far as the information that we were providing um, in, a, in a format that was also easy to, to format to, and to understand. Um, the other piece of work that we've um, we've recently conducted, we've very much kept it till the very end before we launched, was we've done an accessibility audit as well, a very comprehensive accessibility audit that's oh, been wow. done by cool. an external organisation to make sure that we've um, we haven't inadvertently put you know uh, barriers in place for people to be able to access that information. So hopefully the website is accessible for people who are using it with um, ASC devices, as well as um, we've got information that's been recorded Recorded. We've got, um, you know, information that's been written. So, to, um, so we've got videos and things, but also that information has been written for people to access it in different formats as well. So, we think we're hopeful that we've really, um, you know, done that evaluation piece and considered. Um, all the people who are going to be using the website. Noting that we know that there's still probably more content that we would love to get on the website in the future. Um, so that's um, you know something that we will be looking at, looking at and that the association is going to support the development of over the coming years or so. so. Yeah, great. So it's kind of going to be a work in progress that we'll kind of keep adding to as new things develop? Very much so, very much so. Look, certainly oh, it's, it, it forms part of um, Speech Pathology Australia's strategic plan that, that the communication hub once it's been launched will continue to to be looked at we we don't want to have a resource sitting there that um, is valuable only for a for a very short you know time period we want to make sure that it's kept up to date um, and that we grow some of the resources and things too so you know we know that we will get feedback after we've launched um, and we encourage um, anyone listening to the podcast to to provide <laughs> that feedback if they have you know things that they would like to see there that we haven't um, developed yet but certainly mm -hmm. um, you know we, we've got a great a great starting point and a great body of information I think that doesn't really exist anywhere else out there for for people in Australia. Yeah, well, on that note, what can speech pathologists, what can we all do to ensure that this information is getting shared wide and far to make sure that it's helping the people that it needs to help? Ria, do you have any thoughts on that? 
Yeah, we would love the help of our speech pathology colleagues around Australia to get the word out about this resource. Um, and and hopefully through word of mouth, um, health professionals, but also families and schools and basically everyone, every speech pathology provider um, and clinic around the country knows this resource exists and is telling um people about it especially the people who need to know so people who are coming to them for support with communication difficulty who might be early in their journey and might really appreciate having access to something like this for more information so we just ask that you share it you keep it in the top of your mind add it to your socials hand out those fact sheets in your clinics um, and tell your colleagues so that everyone is aware. Nicola, is there any other ways that we're trying to get the word out about the communication hub? Look, absolutely. I mean, we certainly want to make sure this is, goes far and wide. So we've got a large list of um, stakeholders that we've ident been identifying as the project's gone on that we'll be sending details about the website too. So first of all, you know, all our other allied health professionals through um, Allied Health Professions Australia, we've got a great network there that we can send out to make sure they're aware of it, but also a large number of peak bodies and other organisations who've been involved in similar grants as well. Clearly this information will be shared back to, to the NDIS too, so that they're aware of this resource mm -hmm. that yeah, they can then, then share with them. Um, with NDIS participants too but um, yeah no very very much um, we, we will be doing that and we will have a strategy where we will continue to revisit promoting the website you know over over as the, as, as the year goes on and into next year as well because we we certainly don't want it just to be a one hit that we're talking about it now <laughs> we, we, we will be here you know talking about it um, you know a, a lot over, over the coming years so yeah fabulous Ria, is there anything else on the website that you think people should know about or that you're particularly excited and proud of? Yeah, we we definitely have some extra information on the website. I'm looking forward to everyone seeing it and just being able to click through and find all the helpful details. But one thing I think that's important to raise is that the website we realised really couldn't give all the information for everyone. Um, it, it's a one-stop shop in order mm. to get some helpful foundational um, concepts and then perhaps um, know where to go next to find more information specific to your needs. So. Um, Along those lines, we've created a page on the website that describes the best way to source good information. We know that there's a lot of information available in the yeah, world great. and Dr. Google is not always <laughs> accurate. Um, and particularly for people who are new on their communication journey, it could could easily um, become a very confusing process to try and source mm. your own information. So we do have a whole page around what are some of the steps people can follow to try to find good information, what are some um, good evidence-based information sources or reliable information sources out there, um, and there's a few little handy um, tips and tricks as well for just testing whether information that someone has read may be accurate or may not be so accurate or maybe not relevant for them. So I definitely recommend um, having a look at that and we'll be having that information hopefully translated into an easy English format at some point this year as well. Fantastic I think that's very important particularly in this day and age just to make sure everyone understands where their information is coming from and and the veracity of it as well. All right, well, I've just got one last quick question, which is where can people find the communication hub? That's, that's probably the most important question, Nadia, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> so the website is, is a nice, easy one. It's communicationhub.com.au. Um, so that will be available as soon as we, we've launched and, uh, and 
please, you know, everybody who's listening, do do share that website as Rhea talked about before and, uh, and, and really take a great look at some of the resources. There are some really fabulous um, and helpful information, I think, there that's been developed in some really interesting and accessible formats. All right. Well, thank you both so much for your time today. It sounds really exciting and I'm sure everyone's going to be really excited to have a look around and, and um, ensure that everyone's got a lot of information that they can share with their clients and family and friends. Thank you both. Thanks, Nadia. Thanks, Nadia. We are now joined by Lisa Emery. Lisa has an acquired brain injury. She is the mum to a neurodiverse son and her partner has a genetic condition that's left him blind. Lisa feels strongly about ensuring that easy access to information about communication that is up to date should be available to everyone. Thanks for being here, Lisa. My pleasure. Hi, I'm Lisa and I'm coming from the Wurundjeri land. Great, thank you. Can you tell us a little bit about how you became involved in the project and, and why it's important to you? Sure. I have a, a dear friend who's a speech pathologist in Speech Pathology Australia, and she knows that so much of my life is being a carer and an advocate as well as living with communication challenges myself. And she just asked me to have a little look at this website and I can tell you the story about it. I'll try and be concise. I try and not be a screen mum. I try and not be on my phone around <laughs> my son. But I was just needing a moment. We were going on holiday. We were on a train and getting on the train had been a big deal for our family. I needed a few minutes. So I just had a quick look and I could not stop looking. And in all honesty, I got tears. I actually felt so welcomed and understood. And that wasn't what I was expecting because usually when I go into like professional situations as a carer for a child with neurodiversity, Mm -hmm. I feel like I need to have my back straight and I need Mm -hmm. to be focused. And with this, I could just feel relaxed and understood. So I read and I absorbed and it's been a pleasure to be a part of ever since. Oh, that's wonderful to hear. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about why you feel that people in the community, how you feel people in the community will make use of this website, how how it might be useful for people like you or being able to talk to people in your community? I think it depends on who you are and what you need and most importantly what your connection with someone who has a communication challenge is. Like I think it can people who are coming entering the field and want a taste of what they might be you know experiencing and who they're helping I think it lays a great foundation I really hope that professionals at all levels read this website and then refer their people with challenges and their carers and their Mm. teachers and anyone any support people I hope they refer them to it too because it educates and empowers so well in a in an everyday language kind of a way I think it will be an amazing resource for parents and family members from my experience I remember the journey of first finding out my loved one my son had some developmental delays and what felt like the long journey until I started finding out the professional terms for what was happened and learning more about it to be able to have a resource that could teach me and empower me, but not in a way like, wow, something really horrid is happening because that's Mm, what it felt like. For me personally, it felt like I had fears that were coming true and it felt like a death sentence in some ways. Mm. Like I think my son 
has some kind of a, there's something I don't know about, like autism, Mm -hmm. that's a scary thought Mm -hmm. and it feels like a bad thing. And what I know now is autism is amazing. My son is, I'm so privileged to be his mum and I wish that I'd had resources that would teach me in a positive way about some of the differences with communications and that it's like it's a hard journey a lot of the time, but it's not a it's not a bad journey. It's just a different yeah. journey. That's so well put. That's such a lovely message for everyone to really understand how this what this is about and to ensure that people are coming at um, differences from a really positive and strengths based model. I think it's a really really well said. Um, I think another really another really great resource in the community it can be used is to educate and empower the people around someone that they have um you know connection with like teachers Mm. um sport coaches swimming Mm. coaches support workers you know people in in the support team that sometimes like an ndis worker all they need is a police check you know but here i can say here read this website read these parts and you'll um you'll be a lot more empowered yeah, I think it's a nice way as well for somebody that um, has communication impairment or differences to be able to advocate for themselves and say, here's a way that you can learn a little bit more about me and how I communicate. Yes, it is an amazing resource for people with communication challenges themselves. They themselves can refer people really easily. Like mm. I can find it quite hard to articulate my thoughts when I got lost in a word. It's like I hit a roadblock. And I usually can't get back to a point where I can, I, then I forget my train of thought. But just to be able to, you know, send a website and a message, what a dream that is. <laughs> oh, that's good. What do you think are the benefits and possibilities of having this website? I think there are lots of benefits and possibilities for people living with the challenges and the people supporting them. It can really support and empower families. They can have a really quick user-friendly way to learn more and to be reminded about things. Mm. And it also links you into valid and reliable resources, which can be quite hard to find. You know, especially with things like neurodiversity, companies change, information changes. Mm. But here I can link in and I know it's it's good gateways to find out more and get more support. Um, And the same for things like education facilities. It's also a great resource for support team around someone um, Mm. where they can do the same. They can empower, they can learn, and it's in a really user-friendly way. They can get resources to be able to help your family understand more than just a diagnosis is a big Mm. thing because what you – what. I need and the people around me and my son need is patience. And to Mm. understand, I think, brings the patience that you need. I think another really big benefit is for people themselves to Mm. feel understood and supported and known and and not alone. It's I'm I'm sure I'm not alone in it. It can Mm. be a pretty isolating thing living with a challenging, you know, a communication challenge. Definitely. Um, I think you've touched on this one already, but what do you appreciate the most about the communication hub? Oh, hard to just name one thing. (laughs) That's all right. You can name many. (laughs) 
I like feeling understood. Yeah. And I like feeling that I understand my son more. Yeah. I like that I can see see people's stories with a face and I might understand more about how my son feels as well as be more um, educated. I know I'm not alone that I will I will learn more and more and more as much as I can and it's something I think you do as a support person of someone with a communication challenge um, like in neurodiversity or any challenge. You, you want to know more because there might be more you can do to help and this is a great resource for it. Wonderful. Um, the next one is a, a bit of a, a big question, I think, um, but I'm really keen to hear your thoughts on it. So how have your interactions with speech pathologists and other health professionals over the years contributed to what you wanted to the communication hub to look like and to include? Well... The journey from pre-diagnosis to diagnosis to entering the schooling system, it has been long and hard and exhausting. And the people that I feel like have the answers are the therapists, especially <laughs> the, the speech pathologists. I am so grateful to have the connection and the good support when we've got the funding to be able <laughs> to do that. But then my experience is we go there and we make goals, and the time and the funding is for one-to-one with my son and the therapist. I choose to go into the sessions because I'm, I need to learn just as much as my son, but what I also need is I need to understand more of what's happening. I need to know the language, mm. and there just isn't the capacity with the speech pathologist, and that's not the speech pathologist's fault. They can still refer me, give me resources, but there's a limited capacity. But your website really creates a great bridge there. Um, and it's another bridge that I can give because I learn and then I need to pass that on to my son's support workers, his teachers, my son's dad, my partner, and the website is a really easy way to build a good foundation for it. And even if that's all they get to, because let's be honest, that's all a lot of them will do, you know, a four-minute video is an easy thing and then you read a little bit about it and you remember it, you take it away and it will it will change my son's life. It will enable him to stay at school or go to a swimming lesson or go to a friend's house and play. Um, and, a, you know, a speech pathologist, they do the amazing things and they are um, fundamental to my son being able to express himself and understand the world around him. Um but there is only so much you can do in an hour. Yeah. So I'm so grateful that now we've got this website that makes it really easy for me to pass the information and understanding on. Thanks, Lisa. That's wonderful. Um, do you have any any advice for speech pathologists that are listening today about things that have been helpful for you or things that you wish they would not have known when you started working with them or anything really? Um, well, first, thank you for all the work you do. Um, I'm so grateful for all the help that my son, myself and my family have had um, for all my work with speech pathologists. I think I would have been a better carer and advocate for my son if I had had more understanding along the way, which is a very hard thing to do. So mm. I think 
referring me to places like this website would really help me. Like it's it's so daunting going mm. to someone that you feel like has so many answers and walking away and you have a screaming child who's overwhelmed with emotion and you can't even get them back in the car. So to support the family sometimes feels just as important as supporting the child and mm. Like the NDIS goals don't allow that to happen. But mm. referring to support groups or giving information through a helpful website can both empower the family to know more and do more, but also help them feel more su supported and validated as part of the care team. Yeah. Include the family, teach the family. I don't understand why a child would go into a session and just get handed back to the parent and the parent gets nothing. The mm. child can't communicate what's happening. I, I don't understand that. I think it's also really helpful to have helpful information that's not either a whole book <laughs> or yep. a long document that has big words you don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Accessible information is something that I think everyone yeah. needs to be working on. Yeah. Oh, and thank you for having it in a accessible format that someone who's vision impaired can use. I did forget to include that. That's a great point as well. My partner is a parent for my son and my son relies heavily on visual cues and A's. My partner's blind. Mm. It's really hard for him to have accessible help and information and this website is accessible to him. So thank you so much for your time today. Okay, I hope it was helpful. Yeah, it definitely was. And make sure that you tune in for our conversation next week. We hope you enjoyed this week's conversation. Please be sure to subscribe or follow the podcast and share it with your colleagues. You can also visit us at speechpathologyaustralia.org.au. Thanks for listening and bye for now.